0: Hey everyone, it's Drew Ross. You're listening to the Better You Love Drew podcast. I'm podcasting in from New York City this week. I'm going to be telling a story behind all of this because I was actually supposed to be in Chicago on Monday morning. And as life goes, sometimes things just don't go according to plan. So I'm releasing an episode on Friday this week in New York and not in Chicago. And generally, I release podcast episodes on Thursday. I'm having zero brain drama about releasing this podcast on Friday. Somebody actually messaged me and they said, why didn't you release a podcast episode this week? I was like, what do you mean the week's not over? We still got three days. So this episode has really the opportunity to hit just as hard, even if it's rolling out a day later than usual. So it got me thinking a little bit because consistency to me is continually showing up and not putting a lot of pressure on showing up the exact same way at the exact same time every single time. And that's really freeing. I just like to announce that I release a podcast episode on a weekly basis, whatever Day that is, is the most important part. Mainly it's Thursdays, sometimes it's Fridays. There have been times where I've done it on Wednesdays too. Nobody tends to really recognize the difference for the most part, but this has been freeing just to recognize that continually showing up there doesn't have to be an exact, concrete, super defined timeline to that. So Friday it is, here we go. So I'm in New York and I arrived here last Wednesday at 9 a.m last Wednesday, that was June 21st. My plan was to be in New York from Wednesday, June 21st until Monday, June 26th. So it was about five days. It was like a long weekend type of moment. Obviously, that didn't go exactly according to plan given that I'm recording this podcast episode on Friday here right now. Something to know about me. I'm not someone who watches the news at all. I Personally, don't find that you need to stay informed by watching the news, media, like you can find other media outlets to satisfy that need that are far more positive. Anytime I'm watching the news on my TV, I find it to be pretty draining. So if you're someone who watches the news, you might have heard about the flight cancellations that have been going on throughout the nation this week. It's really been the talk of the town, not to mention July 4th weekend is here. So I'm sure that it's been advertised even more broadly. People have been posting about this on social media. So overall, it's really just been like a public conversation. I'm going to be talking about how my travel chronicles this week, like I'm going to be talking about exactly what they look like. And then I'm also going to talk about how Delta Airlines can rob me of my experience to fly on their planes. But Delta Airlines can't rob me of my experience when they cancel or delay my flights. So cancel or delay my flight, Delta. And then I am in control and I'm in power when it comes to the experience that I get to create because of that. Here's a travel schedule this week to set the scene. And then I'm going to cover how my travel plans are the foundation for today's lesson. So on Sunday evening, which is June 25th, the day before I was supposed to head home, I received a notification that my flight was canceled. So my flight was Monday. My original flight was Monday, June 26th at 6, 10 a.m. I'm always the person to take the first flight out. So late Sunday evening, they texted me and said, your flight has been canceled. Contact an agent. This has actually never happened to me before. So this was a brand new experience. In my lifetime, I've never had an airline cancel a flight on me. So this was at 11 p.m. on Sunday. So I called the customer service line and I was on hold for an hour, which wasn't necessarily upsetting to me, but it was more so shocking because that was just an extremely long wait time. But I had the time, so it didn't matter. And they let me know that they had no flights on Monday. They could put me on a flight Tuesday afternoon. So my original plan to leave at Monday morning or leave on Monday morning turned into leaving Tuesday afternoon. Mind you, I'm flying between two of the largest cities in America, Chicago and New York. So when I heard that there were no flights on Monday at all or Tuesday morning at all, I was really surprised. So I worked from New York Monday. I had a cute little dinner with my friends, Nate, Dylan, and Colton. And then I woke up Tuesday and I went directly to the airport to work from there all day. So my flight was at one, but I was just like, I want to get there at 830 and just work all day and not get distracted as I work. So my flight was set to leave at 1 p.m. And an hour before boarding, they delayed the plane by two hours. I wasn't really thrown off by this because I've been on delayed flights that have taken off and landed a little bit later, no problem. But then it was time to board again, and they delayed it one more hour. And they did that one more time before canceling the flight altogether. So when they delayed it for the third time, I figured it was going to be canceled. So I started chatting with the Delta agent, and they said they had no more flights Tuesday evening. They had no flights Wednesday, they had no flights Thursday, but they could put me on a flight Friday afternoon that was direct from LaGuardia to Chicago O'Hare. My immediate thought was how? Like, how are there no more flights? I'm okay if there are no more flights Tuesday, I can understand like day of, but no flights Wednesday and no flights Thursday and no flights Friday morning? For Friday afternoon, that was pretty baffling to me in a sense where I was just surprised. I wasn't like outraged and angered. I was just like, wow, this is more so fascinating to me. So I said, okay to that afternoon flight. And then I called back because I just wanted to see if they had any connecting flights that were earlier. And they did Thursday evening. So I was booked on a direct, but I was like, I haven't looked into connections. So when I did that, they're like, actually, we have something Thursday evening. So I was like to get in a day earlier, I just decided it was worth it. And that's what I did. So I ditched the Friday afternoon flight and picked up a Thursday connection flight. So it's still Tuesday at this point. So that Tuesday evening, I went back into the city. To West Village, and I had dinner with two of my best girlfriends, Kelly and Christina. And then I also invited my friend Nate as well, since he was also stuck in New York. And we had a really fun dinner. And then we stayed up in the apartment and just talked and laughed and tried on clothes. Wednesday morning rolls around. I just woke up, worked out, and then worked from New York all day. And then that evening, I had a birthday dinner for my friend Christina. And then Thursday rolled around for my next flight. So it was time to go to the airport. I arrived to LaGuardia everything was on time. But then I found out my flight was oversold. So I was like, here we go. So this is a 630 flight, 630pm flight. I got there around 430. And then when we were boarding, they're like, listen, we're oversold on this flight by like 12 passengers, so that we needed volunteers. My flight path was to go from New York to Minneapolis, and then Minneapolis to Chicago. So that was the connection. A flight attendant or a desk agent gets on the mic and they offer $600 for passengers to not fly. And I was like, that's not worth it to me. I want to get home. Then they offered $800 when nobody took the 600 And I was like, still not worth it. Don't want $800. I want to get back to my bed. And then they offered 1000 And I was like, okay, wait, let me ask some questions because that's a lot of money just to take. Like if they have a flight first thing the next morning, it's totally worth it. So they said you get thousand dollars, and they could do the same flight path that I was going to have on Thursday for today, which is Friday, as I record this episode. Same connection path. I was going to go through Minneapolis to get to Chicago this evening, Friday. My layover is pretty long in Minneapolis because I get there at 4 p.m. and I don't take the next flight until 9:30 p.m. So we're going to see how this goes, but. The plan is to go to the airport for a 3 p.m. flight, 3.30 p.m. flight. And then I take off from Minneapolis this evening to get to Chicago around 10 or 11. All in all, my original Monday morning flight at 6.10 a.m. turned into a flight today at 3 p.m. on Friday to arrive to Chicago around 11 p.m. It is a stark difference from the original plan. I had two attempts for the airport and came back to the city each time. Third time's the charm is really what I'm hoping for as I try and make it back to Chicago this evening. Here are the lessons, though, for today's podcast episode. And it really wouldn't make a lot of sense if I didn't set the scene for exactly what my flight plans were this week and how my travel schedule was delayed. But it's all about Delta not being able to provide an on-time flight experience, which is fine. Yet I can create different experiences that are my own from my missed experiences with them. Delta clearly wasn't able to make my connections happen. So I doubled down on making more New York connections of my own. Every night I had a dinner planned with friends, old and new. The only updates I provided throughout the cancellations were calls to my mom to say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm still in New York. The rest of the time I spent texting people to meet up And connect and bond over conversation. So I wanted as little brain drama as possible throughout this process. And my goal was to be resourceful, rather than reactionary, every single step of the way, every single delay, every single cancellation, every single delta agent phone call or conversation, resourceful rather than reactionary was the goal. Delta couldn't give me a seat on their planes, so I made new seats at dinner tables, coffee shops, and in co working spaces to immerse myself in unique environments with unique people. You can take away my seat, and I will create a seat of my own. Not to mention, this was like a big boost in creativity. Like being able to work from different areas in a very alive city like New York brought a lot of creativity into the creation process this week. I'm totally out of my regular routine. And I get to make that totally okay. When I get home, my regular routine is going to be right there waiting for me. For now, I can live with and enjoy a few more desserts than I normally would have. I can stay up a little bit later, wake up a little bit later than I normally would have, and nothing has gone wrong. I can still be equally as productive. I'm spending a lot of time talking to Delta agents and taking trips to and from the airport. But I'm also spending quality time with people I don't see that often. And in a city that I don't visit that often either. I can't sleep in my own bed, but that doesn't mean I can't rest. I'm not near my meal plan, but that doesn't mean I can't nourish my body. I don't have access to my normal skincare routine, but that doesn't mean I can't practice self-love and self-care. No access to my regular gym membership, but that doesn't mean I can't get stronger. I'm not in a traditional office setting but that doesn't mean I can't be highly productive and make great connections. When I made the decision to take the 1K and watch the plane fly away and go back into the city again, I also recognized that every decision that I make will be filled with equal amounts of good and bad. This totally neutralizes the decisions that I make in my life and it helps me make decisions way quicker. Living in the land of indecision is not a fun place to be in. I like to call it the miserable, maybe this is something that I learned when I was getting certified, being in indecision means you're just in the land of miserable, maybe where you're like, I might do this, I might do that. And you're just wasting time trying to get more information and make the best decision that you think is possible. But if you look at every decision with the same level of good and bad energy, coming from the result of that decision, no matter which path you take, It makes the decision process way more fun and way more efficient. As an example, I got 1K, 1,000 flight points with Delta, but I didn't get home to my own bed and I didn't get to wake up in the city that I needed to get back to. And I had to spend more time with Delta agents and in Ubers getting back to New York. But if I had taken the flight to Chicago last evening and said no to the $1,000, I wouldn't have had these extra dollars for flights, first of all. And I would have missed out on a really fun dinner and conversation with my friend Kelly. Every decision you make is equally filled with good and bad on the other side. Just make the decision and love that decision. The most fun thing I would say to witness was that I got to see strangers in the airport create connections of their own. And they shared resources and planned road trips to drive to their locations instead of flying. And then passengers, they were like also turning into problem solvers because they were trying to figure out different ways to still make their travel plans work to the best of their ability. There was a connection space where first class flyers and economy flyers work together to share mindset strategies and resources to really help each other out. And then homeowners became vulnerable guests as many reach out to their friends for a place to stay as the planes continued to get delayed and continue to get canceled. It was funny because if you looked at, it was like a movie when you looked at the board of all the, fl- all the flights that were listed. It was all red. Everything was canceled, except for like one or two flights out of 150. It was a pretty surreal experience. Amidst all the anger, anxiety, there was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of frustration that was going on inside of the airport. I made a decision that Delta has a lot of control on how I travel and any airline for that matter, but they have no control over how I get to experience life amidst their delays and cancellations. I really hope that you can take this example and run it parallel to something that is going on in your life that can be a job, that can be a relationship, it can be anything. But I hope you find ways to be in control of your experience and not let the control of others impact your experience whatsoever, because that's where all the power lies. Have a great week, everyone. and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. ways are you tapping into the best version of yourself on a daily basis? Maybe you've been following me since the beginning, or maybe this is your first ever Better You Love Drew podcast episode. Regardless, if you like what you hear on the podcast and want to take this information and apply it to your life today, that's what I'm here for. Working with a life coach helps make your already amazing life even more amazing. It's possible to set up really big goals and achieve them. And it's possible to change the way you are currently operating to show up daily for a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. It's also a lot easier than you might think. Instead of thinking success like that happens to other people, let me show you how you can do it for yourself. Book a consultation with me via Instagram at Drew Ross Coaching. You can also do it via my website, DrewRossCoaching.com or by sending me an email. DrewRossCoaching at gmail.com. The time is now, and you are ready, I promise you. See you in the consultation.